right here on 105.9 The Region. Today's show is brought to you by Meridian Credit Union. Expecting more for your money, that's wealth esteem. So summer is right around the corner. It is now, of course, June. Mm -hmm. And while most Canadian children see summer vacation as a time of freedom, endless excitement is just awesome, some have to fend for themselves. Tanya Little from Food Banks Canada is going to be in to talk to us about why summer is especially hard for families who have to deal with food insecurity and what we can all maybe do to help. In Canada, it's estimated that approximately 11,000 people are living with primary biliary cholangitis. PBC is also the number one reason for liver transplant among women in Canada. Today, we'll be joined by an Uxbridge woman who is living with PBC and the president of the PBC Society to explain the symptoms, who's at risk, and help spread some awareness about this rare, incurable liver disease that happens to strike in the prime of life. And we've never heard of, so and, and it strikes women more and a lot of people probably haven't heard of. Yeah. Now, film critic Anne Brody will have the latest movie and TV reviews in Saturday night at the movies. And now, blending your indoor and outdoor living space, it's a big thing right now, right? So it just got a little more interesting. And we're going to learn about the benefits of Vista One retractable screens and why they're different from the traditional fixed screen. And I'm also going to figure out why when you order patio doors, they don't come with screens attached anymore. Yeah, it, it is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, who doesn't love cheesecake? Me? I do. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, we're going to be joined by Alex Lau, who is the general manager of Sweet Secret Confections. Ooh, and has been busy getting things ready for the grand opening of Latau at Bathurst and College. Latau specializes in sweets inspired by the customs and nostalgic landscape of the Japanese city of Otaru. They've been in every major Asian city for the last 20 years. And this Toronto store is the first expansion out of Asia. Yay. Exciting! Yep. So stay tuned and don't forget to follow us where, Christine? On social media? What She Said Talk. Hey, and visit our website at whatshesaidtalk.com where you can watch videos, read blogs, and download our Apple podcast. She Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. I just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages, and they told me that... Variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that... You could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor, too. So, let's get a... a Meridian five-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally. totally. Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch. Rates subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage. Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Well, in Canada, it is estimated approximately 11,000 people are living with primary biliary cholangitis, PBC. And it's the number one reason for liver transplant among women in this country. Now, our next guests are here to help spread awareness about this rare, incurable liver disease that strikes in the prime of life. Gail Wright is the president of the PBC Society. And Linda Villanova is from Uxbridge, Ontario, and has 
PBC. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you. So, Gail, first of all, exactly what is PBC, primary biliary cholangitis? Because Christine and I had like absolutely never heard of it. So PBC is a rare autoimmune chronic liver disease characterized by the destruction of your bile ducts. Left untreated, it will lead to scarring, which is called cirrhosis, mm -hmm. and the eventual need for a liver transplantation. So you... You say that it uh, hits in the prime of life. So what happens between, you know, 15 and the prime of life? I don't know what age that would be. So the cause of PBC is unknown. It's a genetic predisposition that people have, and it's triggered by an environmental um, event that they could be different for everyone, not, not, not specific. So women, Give us an example. Of an environmental event. Oh, well, uh, you could live near a toxic waste site. You could have had too many uh, dental x-rays when you were small. They don't really know what the trigger is, but you have a genetic predisposition. So it would be like rheumatoid arthritis. You might have that running in your family. You might carry the gene for that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you don't know what, why you would have it and your sister wouldn't have it. So... Uh, Okay, so Linda, tell us, tell us about your experience ha having PBC. How did you find out you had it? Well, with me, I was having colds, and they were back-to-back. -back. Antibiotics didn't work, nothing worked. So I went to uh, my GP, and she did some tests uh, and found out um, that my liver enzymes were very high. I was very fatigued, exhausted. Um, I had something called brain fog. Um, that's when you can't think properly. I'd be sitting in meetings, running meetings. Um, there'd be 14 people sitting there, and I couldn't think what I was going to say next. And, you know, how long did, it, did the onset of this take? I mean, it, it probably creeps up. But yeah, I don't think they really know when that started. I no, but for you? For, um, for me, probably not feeling well off and on for about a year. Okay. So are those typical symptoms, Gail? So this, the main symptoms are fatigue, and people describe that as being covered with a lead blanket. So it's not just your regular tired because you work and you have children and you have aging parents. Yeah, I was going to say, how yeah. can you tell the difference No, it's the type days. that you can't get off the sofa, uh, like something is holding you back. And the other main symptom is itchiness, but it's not just itchiness that you might feel uh, from mosquito bites. It's like bugs crawling on the inside of your skin. So it's quite specific. And uh, frequently it happens on the palms of your hands or the soles of your feet. The other symptoms include um, dry eyes and dry mouth. And uh, when you get into later stage disease, you could have jaundice, yellowing of the skin and mm -hmm. the eyes. Uh, variceal bleeding, which is an internal kind of bleeding, and an extended abdomen. But generally, women, and this, this is uh, interesting, are diagnosed between 40 and 60 years old. And if they come into the doctor with a symptom of fatigue, that's pretty not too unusual because most mm -hmm. women, that's the prime of their working and family life. And so, menopause can be yes, hitting exactly. in the So there. it can be very confusing for a family doctor to know how to assess that. And it's, often they think it's depression. Yeah, but is it? It's not particularly difficult to diagnose if you're super looking for easy. It. If you know what you're looking for, it's a blood. It's on a regular blood test. It's on a routine blood panel. It doesn't cost any more. You just tick off another box, which is liver enzymes, which is what Linda was lucky enough to have. Yeah. yeah so, so, but I mean, yay for your GP. Very yay. Uh, very yay. Um, but so, how do we know that that's something that our GP, or should we just all be aware and say, could it be? something. 
Anyone like who's listening, if they experience that kind of fatigue, that kind of itchiness, should be asking their GP to do a liver Enzyme. panel. Yeah, liver a, test. A liver panel. Blood test. work. <laughs> it's just simple blood work. And if their enzymes can't come back elevated, they should be referred to a specialist. And so what is the treatment? So the treatment uh, that I got, there's one drug that's been around for about 20 years, and that's what they put you on initially. Um, for me, uh, it worked. It got the numbers down, but not down enough. So my hepatologist referred me down to the liver clinic at Toronto General to a PBC specialist, uh, and she was awesome. We started on a brand new drug that just came out in 2017, um, and again, that reduced my liver enzymes as well. We're still not in normal stage, um, but we're a lot better than we were. Okay, when we started this segment, we said it was incurable. Does this drug just manage the Yes, symptoms? it's just managed. There is no cure. So what's the prognosis for your health? Um, I'm hoping it'll be good. <laughs> so far, I'm functioning very well with the new drugs. Is this something you could stay on forever? I have to stay on forever, yes. So is the brain fog gone? The brain fog went away after about a year on the new drug. I was thrilled with that. Um, my energy level is much better than it was. To the point that um, we went to Italy last year. We're going to Italy again this year. Um, um, so you can you can live with it. Absolutely. So what about the itching? Did I, you ever have it? No, I didn't have that symptom. Luckily, there's a peop a lot of people are a lot worse off than I am. I think I'm one of the luckier ones. Is there a stage at which point it's the drugs no longer work to manage it? Uh, that would be different for every single person. Yeah. But okay. if you respond to the drugs, they say you can live uh, a normal lifespan. Now, you said that it, most people are genetically have a genetic predis predisposition for it. Do you worry about your daughter? Yes, I do. And we've already had her tested. <laughs> and? And, well, at this point, no. She's only 16. So, um, But we will continue to monitor that. So to monitor that. Yes. So, yeah, so her doctor would be running those tests for she every physical. <laughs> right. Every, every so many years. I, yeah. I don't think they need to watch it that close because she's quite young. So we, we, you, you said that there was an environmental trigger that, that they don't know the exact cause of the disease, but do they know why it affects women more than men? Sorry, they don't. There's very little understanding. It would be just like the whole group of autoimmune diseases. They say it's like a Swiss cheese of diagnosis. You know, everything has to line up in certain holes for you to get that diagnosis because a lot of things are going wrong. So people with PBC also are at risk for other autoimmune diseases. So um, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, uh, celiac disease, they're all in a family of autoimmune disorders that affect these people. So what does the PBC Society do? Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> and, and by the way, we're a volunteer group, and I also have PBC. So oh, we're a totally volunteer run. We're cross-country. We have um, a Facebook page and a Twitter account and a great website, and we provide education and support uh, for patients. We do advocacy work with the government to make sure new treatments are uh, in the works and getting approved quickly so that patients who don't respond to drug A and drug B and et cetera get, get all the options that they, they need to Is keep. this new new drug, that the one yes. that Linda's on, is that something that came through the yes. group's advocacy? Yes, absolutely. So uh, the government always wants to know when a new treatment is in the, in the works uh, what the need is. Uh, what the unmet need is for patients before this new drug. Uh, for instance, when I got diagnosed uh, uh, seven years ago, the doctor told me there's one drug for this. Uh, here it is. Good luck, because if it doesn't work, you have no other options. 
And I was uh, gobsmacked. Yeah, that's Like if you have depressing. cancer, that's depressing, but there's a lot of options and you can go all over the world. So, uh, yeah, we advocate to get new treatments to meet uh, the unmet needs of patients so that they can prolong their life. Is it on the increase? Or I is it just the awareness, the awareness is creating is on the... more diagnoses? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard to know yeah. if it's on the increase or the awareness because people live with this asymptomatically as well. What so were your symptoms? I had no symptoms. You had you so were my GP gets even a bigger prize because she just was doing regular blood work and found it. I love I, that both of these yeah. GPs are women, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, yeah. So that I was very lucky, and I had no damage, and I did respond to the drug luckily, and that's why I'm healthy enough that I can volunteer. Because as Linda said, there's a lot more people who are much worse off than we are. Yeah waiting for transplants and not responding to treatment and having the full but a symptoms. Liver, a liver transplant, I, I know mm-hmm. because I lost a third of my liver uh, through an attack. Your liver regrows. That's why people with yes. cirrhosis can't live so well. So do you advocate also for living donors? Oh, absolutely. Living donors are really important. It's actually hard uh, for a person with PBC to get uh, a cadaver donor. Um, okay. They don't get sick enough, fast enough, and then they're right on the edge um, they mm. could miss it, miss the opportunity, that window. So living donors are actually uh, not done in that many hospitals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, two in Ontario only. All right. Well, for more information about uh, PBC, you can visit the Canadian PBC Society online. It is pbc-society.ca, pbc-society.ca. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you. Thank We're headed for a quick break on what she said, but first, out to the 105.9 The Region Street team and Patricia Curdo from Vaughn Moms, live on location at Centra Homes near Major Mac and Weston Road. If you want to meet Patricia Curto and the 105.9 The Region Street team, head over to Centra Homes near Major Mac and Weston Road. They're on location for a couple more hours. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Let me tell you about my friend Alfred. Alfred has truly revolutionized dry cleaning in the GTA. You see, we're all busy. Some may even say too busy. And Alfred's laundry list of services are here to help. They include wash and fold, dry cleaning, alterations, as well as shoe cleaning and repairs. Alfred takes care of it all. Simply drop your garments off with your concierge or at any Penguin pickup location in the GTA, and Alfred will take care of the rest. Learn more today at alfredservice.com or through the free Alfred Service app. Sign up today and get a first-time discount by entering the promo code WHATSHESAID. Think fancy fold-away screens are out of reach? Well, things just got interesting with Vista One retractable screens. Three models, smart technology, and innovative components like pleated mesh for extra strength. Transform any opening by adding a Vista One retractable screen and increase your living space. Enjoy fresh air, keep insects out, and do it all in style. With a unique affordable line of screens exclusive to Vista One, you're sure to find the perfect design match. Book a free consultation or go online to vista1.com like I did. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. While most Canadian children see 
summer vacation is a time of freedom and endless excitement. Some have to fend for themselves, navigating the distressing world of food insecurity and hunger. Joining us now is Sylvie Pelletier. She's the Chief Marketing and Communications Manager at Food Banks Canada, who is here to spread awareness about childhood hunger in Canada during the summer months. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I don't think it's something that many of us think about in the summer, and that is an issue. Absolutely. Summer is, is a, we feel it at the food bank level in the summer. Why is it so especially uh, difficult in the summer? There's, there are two things that are coming into play in the summer. The first one is during the school year, many schools have fantastic nutrition programs. So kids that suffer from food insecurity have access to those. When the doors close in the summer, the programs are not available, and we are seeing an increase in in children coming in the summer. The second thing is basically people tend to, people are busy in the summer. They have vacations. They think to they they think that the um, giving season is the December time frame, the mm. holiday time frame. So food banks don't get as many donations in the summer. So. What are some of the hunger challenges we have in this country? Because we tend to think that, I mean, you know, we have all kinds of social assistance. So we find it hard to understand that that there may be a crisis. Yeah, and, and p- part of the issue is that it's not necessarily very visible. And people think that, well, we live in Canada. Who has food insecurity issues in Canada? But it's real. The problem is real. Um, so one of the statistics I find particularly um, sad is the fact that 35% of food bank users are children. Well, there's another statistic that says more than 250,000 children accessed food banks in Canada in March. Yes, that is one month alone. And and in March, that's a time when those school nutrition programs that I was talking about are in place. So you can only imagine what it's like in the summer. Well, I wanted to ask you that. Are they in place? Because we've been hearing that some of the breakfast programs may be being cut. Well, some of them are, but there are still some that are uh, running right now and um, but in the summer they definitely they, are in not the summer, they're definitely yeah. not yeah so you have teachers that are monitoring you know children I guess during the school yeah, year yeah yeah and who will have a, a sense but uh, um, in the summer as I mentioned those programs are, are, are not available what about people either buying too much or not eating what they buy and throwing it away? That's definitely an issue. And um, that's one of the reasons why Food Banks Canada has a program where we work with retailers and we get access to their surplus food so that we can then distribute it to uh, the food banks across Canada. But it's only one part of the problem. Poverty is really at the uh, root cause of food bank usage, and a lot more needs to be done. In the GTA, um, in, in, in this area, we're up in, in Vaughan right now. But, uh, you know, if we look, look at um, the suburbs and the cities in, in the GTA, is it worse in one area than another? Um, there are definitely regional differences, um, but the food bank usage tends to be fairly constant throughout Canada. Uh, in that March 2018, um, there was 1.1 million visits across Canada. Um, the differences regionally tend to be um, 
depending on what's going on there. So in an urban center, the high uh, rental costs might be an issue. In the north, um, grocery costs is an issue because they have to transport all of the costs up there. So that becomes part of the, uh, the, the root cause out there. Well, let's talk about some of the things that you do because Food Banks Canada recently hosted the fourth annual After the Bell Packing yes. Day, and I guess that's after the school's out. Yes, well, well in preparation, uh, in preparation for that. For yes. It. So more than a thousand corporate volunteers and Food Banks Canada employees packed one hundred thousand healthy food banks that are going to be distributed to children in communities in need from coast to coast. Absolutely. So how was that event? You know what? It was an amazing event. Um, our goal was ambitious. You mentioned 100,000. 100, yeah. yeah. Four years ago when we started this, we packed 700. So it grew exponentially. So you can imagine um, seeing all these volunteers working in assembly line format together. It was truly amazing just to see how much caring there was and people wanting to make a difference. Um, I think what's important, though, is the impact that it has when the food packs actually make it to the kids. And to see the joy on their face, that's when you know that these types of programs are really important and are making a difference. So what would have been in a food pack? Okay, things like, uh, so the, the, the nutritious, healthy foods like hummus, oatmeal, raisins, shelf-stable milk. That's what we did at the, uh, you know, at the central location. Then when the food packs arrive at the local food banks, they will add fresh fruit and vegetables to complement the packs. And you also do the Every Plateful that's right. campaign. So that's, uh, that has a goal to fill the plates of every hungry Canadian th th this, this summer. So tell us how people can participate in, in that. Yeah, so this is a campaign where we're encouraging Canadians to, to help by donating their time, by donating food, but by also donating, donating funds. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way that they can best help is by contacting their local uh, food bank to see what is most needed at their regional level. Uh, and they can do that by going to our website at foodbankscanada.ca. And in there we have, like the banks, we have not a branch locator but a food bank locator. And you punch in your postal code and it will tell you which food banks are in your area. And we'll tell you what they're specifically need or it how to help no, them. That, I, then I, what I would do is because it changes all the time depending right, on okay. what they receive and what goes mm -hmm. out. But I would simply call them and, and ask for what they need the most. So for people who haven't ever thought about this before, looking at this issue, is it getting worse? Are we, t are we handling it? Are we making a dent? Or is it just growing? What I would say is that in the recent years, it's stabilized. We saw a very big um, increase about 20 years ago when um, the food bank usage just increased significantly. There was recessions and so forth. In the last few years, it's remained stable. But at 1.1 million visits a year... The problem is huge, it's real, and we're far from a Canada where no one goes hungry. And, I don't know, I wonder, should the government be involved? Absolutely, absolutely. And in fact, um, I've mentioned the, the Hunger Count report that we do. 
And um, your, your, your listeners can go to our website and, and read it so that they can see the, um, the, 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 the policy recommendations that we are making to the government. And give me just one key one because we don't... Yeah, so for example, uh, as it relates to children, we're telling them you should um, put in place some aff- affordable uh, um, daycare programs. That include food. <laughs> well, but even just so that people can go and work so that they can get the money so that they can ah, put food on the table. It's, everything's yeah. a chain yeah. reaction. It's, it's Every, all linked. Everything's interlinked. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So... Um, how important are these campaigns to your organization, to Food Banks Canada, the After the Bell and the Every Plateful? They are important because um, the government has a role to play. They need to do more. The problem is real. And it's a time where food banks are experiencing a decrease in donations. So these campaigns are there to help make that difference. You said something then. You said the problem is real. Do you... At Food Banks Canada, have the feeling that Canadians, for the most part, don't believe that the problem is real? I think that, no, I think they they are aware. I think food banks have been around for so long, and there's that sense that, yes, you give to the food banks, and but I don't get the sense that uh, they understand the depth of the problem and what is required to, to see a reduction in food bank usage. So I think a lot of public education is, is necessary. I donate money. Is that, it's easier for me, and I figure you guys can probably get better deals buying in bulk of things you need. Is that the better way to help? It's, uh, it's, we are appreciative of everything. Don't get, I don't get me wrong. That. However, you raise a, a very good point. The money allows uh, the food banks to buy what they might be, um, what they might be missing at a, any specific time and allows them to buy in bulk. Yes. Well, Sylvie Pelche, we wish you the best of luck. Again, it's foodbankscanada.ca. Thank you very much. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian. Expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. What she She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. And it is time now for Saturday Night at the Movies with our film critic Anne Brody and the highly anticipated Elton John musical fantasy Rocket Man is out now. So tell us what people can expect. Well, it's not a, a biopic per se like Bohemian Rhapsody was. It's more musical theater, which kind of makes sense considering Elton John's entire life has been about musical theater. Yes. So um, Taron Edgerton, he's uh, he spent, I think he met with Elton John three times only, which seems strange, but Elton John wanted to keep his distance from it. Um, but he is okay at it? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's okay at it. Yeah. He's fine with it. But he just stayed away from the scriptwriters, everything. 
Interesting, really? isn't it? Yeah. Considering the ego on the guy, <laughs> and it's not that long. It's it's what it's it's uh, uh, no, actually, it's two hours. It's two hours. Oh, it is um, two hours. Yes, yes. My error. I read 120 minutes. <laughs> And you shot, yeah, no, that's two hours. And I've no. never done that before. I know better. All these years. Yes. Okay, so that that's a, that's a go-see. What about We Will Stand Up? We Will Stand Up is a tremendous documentary by Tasha Hubbard. It begins touring Canada today, and it's at Lightbox for a week. It is her documentary on the murder of 22-year-old Cree boy, uh, Colton, Colton Bushy. Bushy. Yeah. And... Gerald Stanley, the farmer who shot him from behind, who was then acquitted mm -hmm. by an all-white jury. And, you know, his wife yelled after the boys when, when he was shooting at them, this is what you get for trespassing. Just, just absolutely despicable. Mm -hmm. um, but the family uh, went to all the um, political leaders across the country, Trudeau, uh, Josie uh, Bolton, Ray, Wilson Raybolt, um, but wound up eventually speaking on the floor of the UN, and it got a lot of attention. They, she, she was given a standing ovation, <laughs> telling this terrible story. And you know, people don't think of Canada this way, but I guess in some pockets we are. Well, still on the same sort of track when they mm. see us. Ava DuVernay, who did Selma and Wrinkle in Time, yeah. uh, has made this documentary series for Netflix, uh, and it's concerning the Central Park Five. Do you remember them? Mm -hmm. Yes. Five boys, black boys, who were out carousing one night in Central Park, like everybody else was, were uh, arrested, held illegally for hours and hours, not fed, not given water, and accused of raping and murdering a jogger. It details what happened over the next 25 years. And, of course, the boys didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Eventually, somebody confessed in prison, I think, in 2003 to it. But it's a story of these boys. It's a story of the prosecutors who had an immediate, you know, built-in bias, uh, played by Felicity Huffman and Famke Janssen. Um, it's uh, pretty sobering. But, you know, watch it. It's good. It's tough, but very good. Okay, also on Netflix and in theaters, um, you've got a cute alert by this one. Always be <laughs> my maybe. Yes, indeed. Randall Park from Fresh Off the Boat and uh, Ali Wong, who's a tremendous comedian. Yeah, she is. They play um, kids who grew up together and are separated. when They try a little bit of romance, but it goes terribly wrong and they don't speak for 15 years. So they meet again. She's a celebrity chef and he's uh, a handyman. <laughs> and sparks fly. And it's just their story um, of getting together, falling apart and everything. But she shows up one day with this great new guy she's dating, Keanu Reeves, as Keanu Reeves. This is the high point of the film. And he he's he's totally into the John Wick speed persona when yeah. they go out for drinks and they go back to his house and he's trying to beat up Randall Park. It's hysterical. I've never seen him so funny. So, you know, it's cute. There's laughs. It's a little bit corny, but Keanu Reeves makes up for everything. And the end song is worth everything. I, it's called I Punched Keanu Reeves in the Face. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And uh, no. Halston? Halston, yes, indeed. He uh, was the guy who invented the pillbox hat that Jackie Kennedy made popular. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the most dramatic of the designer interviews, uh, documentaries that I've seen, and there have been so many lately. He had a spectacular rise 
international fame and stardom and, and dominance and a spectacular fall. Um, you know, partway through his career, he, he got heavily into cocaine and started making incredibly bad decisions, and one of which folded his, folded his entire business. It's quite sad, really. But he spent his final years with AIDS out in California, living with his family, living a normal life, sort of getting rid of that uppity persona. Um, very interesting. Really good. Okay, and uh, tomorrow night, Downton Abbey fans alert. What's happening? There's a look back with um, Jim, and he's Mr. Carson. Yes, Mr. Carson, and you'll take he he'll take us through all the seasons and take us to the end and show us scenes from the upcoming film that's out in the fall. I believe it's September, so it may be coming to TIFF. But I cannot wait for that. Absolutely. So um, it's the big theatrical movies coming, but this is a uh, review of the this series. Is a, this is a taster. A taster. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and there are more movie and TV reviews up now on WhatSheSaidTalk.com. So thank you very much. You're welcome. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. I just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages, and they told me that... Variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that... You could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor, too. So let's get a... a Meridian 5-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally. Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch. Rates subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage. Think fancy fold-away screens are out of reach? Well, things just got interesting with Vista One retractable screens. Three models, smart technology, and innovative components like pleated mesh for extra strength. Transform any opening by adding a Vista One retractable screen and increase your living space. Enjoy fresh air, keep insects out, and do it all in style. With a unique affordable line of screens exclusive to Vista One, you're sure to find the perfect design match. Book a free consultation or go online to vista1.com like I did. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Blending your indoor and outdoor living space just got a little more interesting. Joining us now to talk about that is Joanne Hussey from Vista One Retractable Screens. All right. Now, I got in contact with you after I bought a patio door because we put in an extension. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so surprised to find out that patio doors don't come with screens. One would think that would be an obvious thing, but that's not the case. It's two different industries. It is indeed. Yes. Yeah. So why? Um. I guess uh, probably because there's a certain speciality uh, in manufacturing and uh, attaching retractable screens to doors, and door companies sort of focus on their core competency, which is manufacturing and selling doors. And uh, because of that, I think in the 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 create the creation of the retractable screen industry in and of mm-hmm. itself, um, the retractable screen manufacturers are. Sp- Specialists in manufacturing retractable screens and door manufacturers just manufacture doors. So my question is, 
because I don't have one. <laughs> what is a retractable screen? So a retractable screen is um, a screen that retracts out of sight when you don't need it. So it's, it's affixed to the frame of your door, and uh, you simply engage the screen to keep out uh, bugs and uh, um, insects uh, in the summer. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the winter or when you're not using it, you just flip a switch and the whole thing will slide out of the way. How is that different from a normal screen? Because you could push a normal screen out of the way. A normal screen stays in place the entire time uh, on the frame of your door. Mm -hmm. And uh, for a double door, for example, you wouldn't be able to use um, Part of both it. doors at the same time. So this technology or these screens, our screens in particular, we have a single unit that will span an entire five or six foot wide door. So it's very convenient. You can open up both doors. You'll have a clear view to your outside. There'll be no screen in the middle where typically two screens would join together. We are able to avoid uh, all of that and finish the product in, in a single screen. And unit. it matched perfectly with the doors. We had like the, 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 the color. The, yeah, the color was perfect. Yeah, I mean, we, it was an absolute brilliant match. We are committed to, to matching color specifically with the, the door product that you've purchased, not offering you a, a, a shade of brown mm -hmm. or a shade of green that might almost fit but is is obviously different well the reason i i like the retractable is as well as it dis completely disappearing as you said on the double doors because if i just wanted to have my double doors completely open even if i slid one of the screens over to the other side there's still the screen that's fixed there mm -hmm. but also um when i'm not using i'm not worried about it it disappears so you get an absolutely crisp clear view to outside Correct. Yeah. So that makes a big difference mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. But then it got more complicated because there was two different types of mesh to choose from. One, what I would consider the traditional flat, flat mesh, mesh mm -hmm. but the one I ended up getting is actually pleated. Correct. Explain the benefits of that. Um, <clears throat> the pleated mesh allows us to span that five and six foot width. Um, if it were a traditional flat screen, you would probably only go a maximum of three, three and a half feet. Right. And so we would need two units on the same door to give you that double, double door opening. Uh, the pleated mesh is really, um, it's a very convenient uh, mesh to use. It allows you to, to uh, stop the screen um, in the middle of your doorway so you can just open it two or three feet so you can use it as an entry point without having the entire thing retract out of the way. Uh, it's decorative. And it's, um, it's incredibly um, easy to use for people of all ages. And you, you, it was recommended because of It was dog. recommended because of my dog. They said it had a little bit more give in it. Should, I mean, obviously not if the dog goes squirrel <laughs> and, like, runs full exactly, speed. Yeah. But there yeah. is a bit of push Correct. to it. Yeah. So yeah, that it you has can... some flexibility. Um, and uh, because the pleats are obviously there, it's not as tight or as taut against the door as a, as a traditional flat screen might be. Now, this is um, your company... Um, sourced the creators, the inventors, the designs from Japan, I believe. Correct. It's Japanese technology. Japanese technology. And and they, because there's also two different types of, of latches. The one I have where I just move it by the hand, mm -hmm. or you can actually have one where you literally just flick a button and it just That's disappears. Correct. That's a self-retracting screen. And your screen is the manual retracting pleated model. So um, in a self-retracting screen, you just lift the button and the thing roll, the screen, the mesh rolls into the housing. But now people think, and I thought, and I don't want to get into like, you know, because everybody's door frame is probably slightly different. Mm -hmm. But I honestly, it was about ha your prices were about half of what I was expecting them 
to be. I mean, I had, you know, there's another company that we, we hear a lot about and I had it priced with them. And your product to me actually looked better and and was far more reasonable. I mean, how much competition is there in this business? Um, I think oh, in the last 20 years, certainly there's been more and more mm-hmm. uh, players in the market. Um, but for our, like our product line, there really isn't a lot of competition in terms of uh, offering pleated mesh and a single screen that can span a double width and all that, um, I guess, uh, advanced technology and innovation. Uh, so... You know, there are a few main players, but I would say in the Toronto area, there's maybe three or four different companies that offer installation services and retractable screens. Now, you'll, you you go to the house. If anybody's curious, mm-hmm. you will go to their home. And, oh, absolutely, and it's, it's yes. All, and that's mm-hmm. free? That's, that's our, yes, that's correct, yeah. Yeah, we'll go to the consumer's home, measure the door, offer a quotation, answer any questions, match color, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, sort of walk them through the, the history and, you know, the differentiation between our product and, and anybody else's. So my, my door was new. Christine, if she decides to get one on her on her patio door, mm-hmm. um, it's an older... It's and that's not, fine. That's no problem. You mm-hmm. can still match, mm-hmm. yes. match yeah. to that. Yeah. Is there any, like... Any it's white, so oh, perfect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there so you was go. Kind of an um, so, and you can do this with any sort of opening. It doesn't have to be, literally be a door. Could you put it, yeah, rolling screens yeah. into windows? We, or? we do get a call for windows. We can also add a pleated screen into windows. Um, and uh, we, we do get a lot of call for people who are, are sort of... Um, Doing their own sort of, uh, what's the word I want to use, like almost like a gazebo or a backyard deck. They want to kind of screen in certain areas. Uh, and we are able to come in and do an extra wide single screen and they're able to. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. You could have your outdoor gazebo and then you wouldn't have to have the, the screens there. Like permanently, you could have sort of different sections and just roll and Correct. open them out. Yeah. And you're that'd only using really that. That'd be really nice. I mean, the the advantage there, instead of having, like, fixed screens uh, in the frame, obviously, is that you don't need the, the mesh uh, intact throughout the day, for the most part. It's right. really an evening mm-hmm. problem. Or where the cottage, the, the veranda, the exactly, cottage, that would be... And so on and so forth. You don't need the screen And how is the mechanism in the, the winter when it's cold? Well, it's it's tucked out of the way in the winter. I mean, typically, you wouldn't use your screen in the winter because yeah, we but don't it would really be need them the, here. Probably on the outside, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. So it's still okay. It's it, still fine. It, mm-hmm. it, I mean, yep. So why your 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 screens? Um, I understand it are you know technologically and uh, they're very innovative. Um, Correct. So how so? What's what's the what's the selling point here? Well, I would say that um, it's really hard to kind of see this on radio, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, certainly the uh, I guess. Two of the main advantages are on all of our screens, it wouldn't matter if it was a uh, self-retracting screen or the manual retracting screen. I think the biggest innovation is the uh, retracting mesh guide that's on the bottom that allows the mesh to retract and guide the mesh back and forth with the screen. And then all all you are left with on your door threshold is a very thin little rail that allows that mesh guide to go back and forth. That is available in all of our screens, and I don't. I know you won't find it mm-hmm. um, with any other products uh, in the market here. Because I have seen some where you, the screens are uh, they either come out or they you know, like they di- or they fold up not very neatly. They they don't fold into the, the into the, the unit very well. Right, and I'm typically um, the bottom rail on 
you know, most of our competitors' units would be a U-channel where this mesh is running back and mm-hmm. forth. Uh, and we've avoided that. And that is, I think, one of the more technically advanced um, options that we offer. Okay. So it's Vista One Inc. Mm-hmm. C A or dot com? Dot com. Dot com. Vista one. So Vista One INC mm-hmm. dot com. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to get a screen now and I call you, what are we talking about? Two so, weeks, a month? Yeah, I, for, for white, uh, typically two two to three weeks. Uh, if we need a special color, uh, we do have to coordinate with our, uh, with mm-hmm. our uh, painters. Uh, so that could take uh, an extra week or 10 days. Uh, it would just depend on the color and, yeah. All right. Well, Perfect. Thank you very much, Joanne, for coming in and telling us. And again, it's vista1inc.com, vista1inc.com. And um, I'm loving the door. And in just in time, no bugs yet, but I can't wait for them to come. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Time for a quick break on what she said, and we'll send it out once again to the 105.9 The Region Street team and Patricia Curdo from Vaughn Mums on location at the Centre Home Show Home at Major Mac and Western Road. Thanks, Patricia. If you want to meet our very own Vaughn Mom and tour the show home, our team is there for a couple of more hours. Centra Homes is located at Major Mac and Weston Road. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. (sighs) Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Have you met my friend Alfred? He's revolutionized dry cleaning in the GTA. You know, we're all busy. Some may even say too busy. And Alfred's laundry list of services is here to help. Wash and fold, dry cleaning, alterations, as well as shoe cleaning and repairs. Alfred takes care of it all. Simply drop your items with your concierge or at any Penguin pickup location in the GTA, and Alfred will take care of the rest. Learn more at alfredservice.com or through the free Alfred Service app. Sign up today and get a first-time discount by entering the promo code what she said. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Well, who doesn't love cheesecake? I know I do, Christine. Uh, I certainly do. Never met a cheesecake I didn't <laughs> love. I mean, I could... Any flavor. Any flavor. Now, joining us is Alex Lau. He is the general manager of Sweet Secret Confections, and Alex is busy getting things ready for the grand opening of Latal at Bathurst and College. Welcome to What She Said. Good afternoon, Kate. Good afternoon, yeah. Christine. Bathurst and College, certainly a foodie hub. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Now, tell us um, all about Latal. What do you specialize in? So, Latal as a whole has been around for 20 years. Um, we are a Japanese confectionery. We sell cheesecakes, chocolates, cookies, uh, soft serve. Um, soft serve ice cream? Ice cream, yes. Mm. So, there's two flavors, Jersey milk and there is cheese. So, think cheesecake, not like old cheddar and mozzarella, <laughs> that's weird. Um, but, yeah, and everything's flown in from Japan except for our local coffee. So, uh, why Toronto? I think... 
Toronto has a great appreciation for fine foods. Um, there's a great diversity. We're very lucky and very fortunate to be able to have so many different ethnic cuisines. So um, the higher appreciation definitely brought us here. Well, it's been 10 years in the making. And, and as I understand it, this is the first uh, store outside Asia. Absolutely. So um, we are in Asia in every major city. So Korea, Singapore, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Thailand, Indonesia. And this year we opened in Shanghai and Nanjing uh, with more expansion um, planned. Um, but yeah, we're the first ones in, out of Asia, first ones in North America. So, but there, there, there seems to have been an upsurge in popularity of, of Japanese desserts. We've seen some other Japanese cheesecakes around, but you're, you have a, a slight difference, maybe more actually authentic? How do you explain yeah, that? Yeah, so I think um, the upsurge is obviously due to uh, Torontonians and Canadians' appreciation for um, just better quality food or, or a finer detail to food. Um, and there are many Japanese confectioneries in town, um, and, and many of your listeners and Torontonians have mm -hmm. definitely tried it. But I would almost say that it is Japanese-inspired, uh, whereas because our products are directly from Japan, it's authentic. So you literally fly them in from Japan? Yes. How often yeah. do you have stuff come in? Um, right now, we're kind of in, in our transition period. So probably right now we do around once a week, once every two weeks, somewhere around there. It takes mm -hmm. around 28 hours to get here from Japan. Oh, that's awesome. Now, you can, Christine, we have to, we have to, Christine has never tasted this. Mm. Okay, but And she's going to taste it live the, on camera. Tell but me your claim to fame. This so is the claim to fame. The claim to fame in front of us is the double fromage. So um, conventionally, um, yeah. with like the New York cheesecakes and stuff like that, it, it's very heavy, very bloated. And, and if you have too big of a slice, you can't even have dinner or you're yeah. just very uncomfortable. Um, with this, it's a double layered cheesecake. So the top layer is unbaked. The bottom layer is baked. So the result is it's very light, very airy, very comfortable when you eat it. Um, it's almost like eating a cloud. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to describe. Go and taste it. Before I even start, though, just I'm gonna force this. No, 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 because <laughs> people who are listening need to know this. I'm reading, and I don't believe you. Low in calories with mascarpone cream. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a full cake, uh, 330 grams, is around, I'd say, just shy of a thousand calories. So if you're having a slice. That's a sixth of a cake is yeah, what you're a saying. Sixth of a cake. 175 calories. Yeah, that, that's I, I've never been able to stop at a sixth of a cake. <laughs> Go on, taste it. Let's see what she thinks. Because I don't think I, I know I've known Christine for many, many years. I know the kind of dessert she likes. Her tiramisu is to die for. But I want to see what she thinks of this. Oh my God. To die for. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Like eating a cloud? I mean it's like it's, it is like eating a cloud. Yeah. It's to die for. Yeah. See, the, yeah, we've I lost Christine for the rest of the interview <laughs> oh, while, no. she, while she finishes her cake. But it's it's that I love a baked cheesecake, mm -hmm. but did find them heavy. And the, and you've managed to combine both, the baked yeah. and the unbaked, and it's delicious. That's what we felt. Like, when we stumbled upon them, like, 10 years ago, it was a game changer. Like, it changed our lives, and it never, like, left our minds for a decade. <laughs> Obsessed. So these are, these are <laughs> Pretty baked much. in Japan, not here? Yeah, yeah they yeah. yeah. And it says when you get them, they come in this gorgeous yeah. box, this beautiful wooden box. 
And you get uh, they're delivered to your door. And we can open this up. We can open the box. Yeah. Okay, you open the box. But and, but there is a time limit. Like there is a best yeah. before. So what we do um, is we currently serve them ready to eat. So mm -hmm. you have 48 hours to eat them. Which no problem. Which last. <laughs> yeah. Is that um, once they're opened? Yes, once they're, once they're thawed, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and uh, it comes like this, you know, very nice packaging, individually packed, very sanitary. Uh, and you open it up and you devour it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what That's I'm pretty thinking? much it. <laughs> Wouldn't this be amazing for a wedding cake? But they do wedding cakes and yeah. they do corporate Out events. Out of this? Out of this. We, we, see, we can't really do the extravagant, like multi-layered. Yeah. But what we've done in the past with some of the guests is um, we essentially cut them all into sixths or fifths and we serve them oh, after, okay. like, as a, a, one of the uh, courses. Okay. So as well as the double fromage cheesecake, which is delicious, you also have some other goodies Ooh, that we yes. see. What, what, what have we so got let's, here? So let's start with mm. the strawberry. So oh, this is a strawberry. full strawberry, freeze-dried, and then it is ro uh, covered in white chocolate. Oh and then rolled in its own strawberry powder. So what I recommend is uh -oh. taking a bite of it to see the beauty of oh, this dessert. There's a strawberry first. in there. Yeah, the beautiful visual the whole strawberry. of the uh, dessert and the chocolate. And the taste of the strawberry is amazing. Because mm -hmm. it was fresh when they freeze dried it. This is really good. I so, think I need to go to baking school in Japan. <laughs> we we could can just, send you there. I can you, arrange it. No problem. You could just go to Latau <laughs> at Matherson College. <laughs> it might be easier. But you also do things online. I ordered online. Yes. Yeah. So right now we are doing um, $100 uh, free delivery across GTA. Um, and essentially there's a 36-hour cutoff. So order before 36 yeah. hours and we make sure it's there. So, you know, if you're in a pinch or if you have any parties coming up, just let it snow, and we can make it happen. Is that the only size? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quality <laughs> over quantity. <laughs> I was just thinking if you're having a dinner party yeah. with 10 people, whether there's... I, a, I ordered, just I ordered three. Did you? I, I did. <laughs> I ordered three, and, and, and they were there. Now, there's no preservatives, no artificial ingredients. Uh, and that's with all the products. So, like, recently we had uh, from the neighborhood a local residence that came in with their uh, little one. Um, and it was their first time trying soft serve. And I have a little one myself, uh, two months and nine, uh, two years and eight months. Um, and um, I take comfort in the fact that when they eat our products, it's safe. It, there's no, nothing artificial about it. And it's, it's comfortable. Right, and and they shared the art of their first soft serve with us, which we're, we're going to post on Instagram later. But he was ecstatic. That's so cool. So you can either come in and get a cake. Yes. You have them there. Yes, we have them there. Or order online. Or on online. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's. Um, first of all, the online address is Eat Le Tao. So that's E A T L E T A O dot C A. So it's Le Tau, Eat Le Tau. That's the website. Um, and when is the grand opening? We actually soft open oh, last soft Sunday. Open. So you, oh, yeah. so you are so open. So we're, we're getting a hang of things, making sure that once your listeners get a hold of this information, <laughs> that we are providing the best customer service. Um, but yeah, we're at 356 College Street, um, Bathurst and College, right outside Kensington, where the uh, former Kaplansky was. Oh, oh, really? 
Really? Yeah. Okay. So Perfect. Yeah, that's okay. I know exactly where you are. And you're also, if um, if anybody happens to go into the store and says what she said, or we heard about this cheesecake on what she said, you will get uh, 10% off. And Alex is kindly going to give one of our uh, listeners, viewers, wherever you see this, it'll be on social media, that's where the contest is, uh, one cake and a box of delicious cookies um, as a thank you for listening and uh, being curious about Le Tau cheesecake. So uh, I can recommend it. What were the other? What, what are these? Before there's, we, uh, there's more. He's got, head there's off. more. Wait, there's more. Before we head off, this is our white chocolate ganache. Oh. Uh, it's infused with Niagara white wine. That's nice. Yeah. You're using local businesses. Yeah. This is good. You're in, you're being diverse. You're incorporating everything. We should have opened this before we came in, but it's all good. This but is... before we even dwell in, take a smell. Take a smell. Yeah. Oh, yum. Yum. So there you go. Some, mm. So this is white chocolate ganache. Yes. Now all dig right. in. Now dig in, and then we have to, and then we have to say goodbye. We'll have to say goodbye with, with, with full mouth. All right. So again, oh, white chocolate ganache. Mm. Mm. Oh, I, it all went down in one. No, I'm. It's that, melting. That's delicious. All right, this is highly. Um, definitely, you have to go and check them out. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining us today. Um, the contest information, all this information, will be up on our social media sites at What You Said Talk. So follow us there. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.